0: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. <laughs> um, guys, welcome in. It's Tuesday night. Uh, you're not. Your eyes are not deceiving you. That is Luke Patterson with me. Carl is abroad, I guess. So uh, welcome in, guys. Uh, Six o'clock mountain time. Tuesday night. It's a good time. And Luke, Buddy. How you doing? Good to see you. I missed you this Saturday.
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I hope everybody in Broncos country and all over the world has had a restful and peaceful Labor Day. Uh, I certainly had fun with my family in the mountains of Colorado. And it got me excited, right? College football, we got a good taste of that last weekend. I know you were all over it, Nick. Uh, You you college draft experts, you guys are animals, man. You know I don't start till January, but you guys are already in it here at MHH. So I'm excited, man. I'm really, really excited because Labor Day weekend is done, which means NFL Week 1 is here. And boy, has it been a busy Tuesday. It feels like a Monday, Nick.
0: Yeah, no, it does feel like a Monday. I mean, gosh, I'm losing days of the week i'm gonna be gone this weekend doing backpacking in the mountains myself uh out in the olympics so uh you won't see me this saturday but i'll be with you in spirit um i'll miss man missing i'll catch a week one but uh, missing the iowa iowa state game too so uh i'll be eating worms a little (laughs) little bit out there hopefully more trout than worms um but it'll be a good time but yeah and uh carl is right now abroad uh he will be back um at some point, but uh until then, you know, we're we're gonna have some fun. And uh don't worry, guys, I'm not going anywhere uh just yet. But obviously, Carl is a broad, no, he's abroad. Um, <laughs> Carl's got <laughs> a better beard it. than I will ever wish to have. But guys, this is Building the Broncos, of course. Uh you got every Tuesday night, uh six o'clock mountain time. Uh Luke's gonna be with us for a bit, but we're gonna have some fun with it. Obviously, you can follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. And you can follow myself on Twitter at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, shout out to Scott in the background, uh, working the ones and twos. We appreciate you, Scott. Uh, Scott was joining me this morning. Now he's here again. Now who's doing the double time. Um, You can follow Scott on Twitter also at Scout Kennedy. Easy to follow. Easy to remember. While you guys are over there, go to Twitter at BTB Football Pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. And uh, Facebook folks, obviously, like, subscribe, share, join us there. Um, Also, follow us on our groups, Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Uh, the stars guys, I know there's the big contest last month in August for people getting in those Facebook stars, the superstars getting in their stars for the Broncos, biggest superstar, a Jersey of Von Miller with a little side gift from mile high huddle, of course. And, um, uh, Announcement, I guess that's going to be officially the raffle is going to be done live uh, tomorrow on huddle up. So make sure you guys are tuning in uh, to see that if you got stars in there, you know, you don't want to miss your big moment if you're the one who's winning that grand prize. So uh, make sure you tune in. Also, they're going to announce what the contest is next for, I guess, next month, this month for September. And that's going to include not only Facebook, but I know you YouTube guys are feeling a little bit left out. So Facebook and YouTube. So that means superstars, super stickers, super chats. All of it's going to get you a chance to win that next prize from the Huddle Up Podcast Network and Mile High Huddle. So make sure you tune in uh, next week to get that. Um, YouTube folks, you know, still don't want to feel you leave high and dry. Make sure if you're joining us on YouTube today to subscribe, like, and share. Also, one last thing, man, all these things, no ads, but just us blathering, just me blathering. Um, we are going to have uh, Patricia Trania join us today. And I probably butchered that last name because Scott, I, butch- I have to butcher every last name. So that way Scott can give me a hard time. Um, we
1: practiced this before the show, Nick. I practiced it. I just met Scott, full disclosure, quick, you know, behind the scenes. Um, But no, Patricia Trana will be joining us. She is senior writer for the New York Giants Maven and host of Locked on Giants. That will be a little bit later on in the show, Broncos country. Yeah. So as it's Giants week, your Broncos are traveling to the East Coast. They usually have a tough time out there. But get your questions in. Patricia's going to be joining us. She's got the scoop on a new starting right tackle out there in New York. I know you got some questions, some concerns about Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, is he the face of the future for the Giants? Guys, get those questions in now so we can have them ready to go when Patricia joins building the Broncos.
0: Yeah, no, Um, there is a – God, not just bad vibes off right off the bat Tuesday, but there's an alternate reality out there or a possible reality where uh, – you know, Vic Fangio hangs on and Teddy Bridgewater moves on. And Daniel Jones is the Broncos starting quarterback next year, reignited with Pat Shermer. So everybody, everybody just logged out. No, let's get into it. Um, unfortunately, uh, in out, we do have some bad news today, um, to get into before we say hello to everybody in the chat, uh, Bradley Chubb, uh, for the Denver Broncos was not arrested. Uh, I think it is an important, uh, word. There important uh, word to distinguish it, but, uh, grabbed uh, what's the word reprimanded detained. Um, detained detained there it is yeah um, for a uh, license licensing issue so go ahead luke
1: yeah it's it's a messy situation nick and you got the news as soon as i did we've been talking all day and sent it before i could send it to you and per my cliss uh bradley chubb was detained by police on tuesday after a warrant for his arrest was issued due to him failing to appear in court this past august now I believe he was originally scheduled to be in court on August 6th. If memory serves, that's right around the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement time. Uh, But this is coming right from Mike List. Chubb was charged May 6th for misdemeanor driving under restraint and also for having his license plates expired for 60 plus days. Bradley Chubb was scheduled to appear in Arapahoe County Court on August 6th. When he did not appear, a warrant was issued for failure to appear. He was detained Tuesday, according to court records. I do know that he was detained by Douglas County Sheriff after speeding. Um, So speeding, uh, warrants, not good license plate tags expired, not an ideal way to start week one here in Broncos country, especially after a gnarly article. I'm sure we'll get to uh, from LA out there on the West coast comes out talking a little bit about the Broncos quarterback situation. So you pair the quarterback situation last year, with having to throw Kendall Hinton in there, some of the news of what happened with some of the little tracers, um, and then this today, Bradley Chubb detained by police. I'm sure that we will find out more as the days go on, but certainly Broncos country is frustrated and concerned, Nick, for his status this Sunday against the Giants.
0: Yeah. And uh, before we get down the the bad vibes here, let's say hello to everybody in the chat um, for some good vibes. Andrew Morrow coming in with the Facebook stars. Thank you so much, Andrew. And I know Andrew's very much in the running um, for that jersey. Travis Weber also in the running for that jersey. Uh, good evening, Nick, Luke and Broncos country. How silly is Chubb feeling at this moment? I hope he's feeling silly. I I, I do. I, I would feel silly. Um, you should feel
1: embarrassed that's that's one word that i hear a lot right now whether it be from uh troy rank to mike cliss to the guys on the radio either station um i am sure bradley Chubb feels embarrassed as he should
0: yeah you think they'd have like an auto automatic renewal kind of thing at some point just because having to go in and deal with that is such a pain in the butt but uh when you are an adult especially in the public eye like this and it wasn't just, you know, driving with an expired tag, but then failing to show up. I mean, you had to have known what the possible ramifications were of that, right? So it's, sure. I'm just, I, I feel like a, a parent here, you know, and I've always been a Bradley Chubb supporter. I wanted a quarterback in the draft. wanted a quarterback in this draft is what it is. I'm happy to have Chubb. I'm happy to have Sir Um, but I just, I'm so disappointed. I think that's, that's such a lame <laughs> out, but I, I really am disappointed because he, like, he speaks so well. He seems like such an intelligent um, young man. And uh, carries himself so well. And it's just something as preventable and easy to deal with as this, and to have this happen, I, I don't know, man. What, what, what are you thinking? What's happening?
1: I agree with our guy Scott on the ones and twos behind us. It's it's a, a sediment that I'm hearing a lot here in Broncos country you make enough money why can't you pay some folks to at least delegate some of these responsibilities if you don't want to take care of them on your own and the thing that bothers me the most about this is it's a distraction that the Denver Broncos do not need I don't need to be spending Tuesday night on building the Broncos speculating what happened as to why Bradley Chubb did not show up for his court appearance nor do I need to be speculating well does this mean that you know he's a disruptive player he got into a few scraps with Garrett Bowles. Like all these things are coming to fruition and they really shouldn't. Uh, I guess the only silver lining when we talk about this is um no one was hurt. That's a good thing, and it's I would hate to say it's not a serious crime. A crime is a crime, but right now it's a misdemeanor. So it is what it is uh, until we know the actual facts. And I'm sure we're getting some comments in right now. Hey, what's up with the Bradley Chubb press conference. One thing I will say about the Denver Broncos, they're pretty good about getting out ahead of these things. Um, and they make their players available to kind of answer for some of these things. So I would expect Bradley Chubb and his agent and, or the Denver Broncos to come out with some relatively new facts soon. I know the team did issue a statement earlier this afternoon, but Speaking of issuing a statement, guys, we got a special guest joining us tonight. Get your Super Chat and Superstars in early for our Giants insider. Patricia Trena is going to be joining Nick and I towards the end of our show, last segment. Get those questions in. Giants, Broncos, it's going down this Sunday. Historically, the Broncos do not have a good record on the East Coast, Nick. And while I'm still feeling confident about this, I think Bradley Chubb will play, but Now this is the headline for the Denver Broncos in week one. Haven't we had enough headlines for this team? We just got a quarterback one, for goodness sakes, Nick. And here we are with our starting edge guy going down uh, to a, what, a traffic violation to plates to speeding tickets. I mean, absolutely ridiculous.
0: I mean, what do they say? If you're going to break the law, make sure it's only one at a time. Um, So uh, it's just, it's kind of piled up. But uh, speaking of piling up, we want to say hello to some people in here. Dylan von Ark saying, "Sup Broncos country! Make sure to hit that like button on the way in." We also got uh, Cody coming in with the cute pick, cute pick of the doggo. Oh, I really want to boop his nose. Um, he better, he better still be able to play on Sunday. I think he will, and uh, I really want to see him going against Andrew Thomas as well. So I hope that we are not. I hope mm. that matchup isn't taken away from us. I mean, you got to be confident, and I've, Scott and I actually talked about it this morning. You got to be confident in Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper, but they're not the complete player, the power rusher. A building block piece that Bradley Chubb is right now. So you're really hoping that Chubb is there. Also, I mean, just how good Bradley Chubb and Von Miller are at strip sacks, and with how much Daniel Jones loves to cough up the football, you want those guys out there because that could be a game changing play and totally change not only the like the flow of the game, like we saw in Super Bowl 50, right? You get that strip sack early, the rest is history. So, uh, you know, you really want you really want uh, Chubb and Von out there.
1: I'm always talking about superstitious, and I'm kind of stitious. Well, right now, I'm kind of wondering, are Bradley Chubb and Von Miller meant to play on the same side of the football? I mean, if Bradley Chubb were to miss this game for some silly reason, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm totally – speculating here. I mean, I don't have any information. I don't have any facts. And you know what, Nick? I don't know if we have a lot of precedent to go off of. The NFL, I mean, when it comes to violence, domestic violence, when it comes to uh, serious bodily injury crimes, things like that, they're swift action. Well... We're also looking at an NFL that did not suspend or really do anything with Melvin Gordon and some of those D, that DUI case that was ultimately dismissed. So it's a weird set of circumstances and it's bizarre to be commenting on the whole thing, but yeah. it makes me wonder Bradley Chubb, and Von Miller, are you guys going to be out there or is coach Fangio going to, you know, try to send a message to Bradley Chubb and, you know, have Malik Reed start the game and Bradley Chubb come in on the second or third snap. I could see some weird cute little rendition of coach Fangio doing something like that. And um, if if that translates to a sack or Bradley Chubb having a great game, let's do it. The the NFL is about winning. Make no mistake about it. And the Broncos haven't won, Nick, it's time to do it. And they need Bradley Chubb.
0: Yep. And we got Jerry asking us, uh, is Chubb behind bars right now? Um, My understanding is that he did post bond um, and he is out now. So uh, they're just going to have to, he's probably lawyers are lining up and uh, getting everything uh, hopefully taken care of, but, uh, it's, it's really disappointing. And I like your comment about the Vic Fangio, who's kind of the old ball coach, but pulling that college coach move where it's like, okay, you did something bad. We still want you out there because you're a star player, but uh, we're going to sit you for the first series, right? You're not going to be announced as one of the starters, and you're not going to have that game started uh, line on you, which is, you know, who cares? I guess maybe that kind of matters for the image of some of these guys, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a non move move that you kind of see from some of these some, especially the coaches who are like, OK, you're really good. You messed up. I need you to play because my job's on the line.
1: Well, and something that you know, Nick, and Scott knows very well, just from our, you know, and I know from going to the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl, scouting, um, the scouting world, there are all kinds of things like this that happen before the draft. In college, most of these things are swept under the rug as well. Some of these things you never hear about until long after the player is long and gone, uh, whether they be significant or minor. But before we get too much further, Don weighing in real quick. Don, good evening. Welcome to Building the Broncos appreciate you if you guys were drew Locke's agent what would be your advice for his career in the NFL Nick I don't know if you saw but drew Locke's name was uh one of the names amongst the quarterbacks referenced from the New Orleans Saints debacle in which certain protocols were not followed and Kendall Hinton was forced to uh step in at QB one Philip Lindsay getting that start uh, if you're Drew Locke's agent, where do you go from here? I think that's a really, really good question from Don.
0: It's uh, it's kind of funny looking back. I'm, I mean, it's upsetting, but kind of funny looking back seeing uh, Drew Locke's statement um, from when this happened a while ago and being like, yep, that's not adding up. That kind of was maybe that was a lie or something like that. Um, so my advice to Drew Locke would be to uh, talk less, smile more, you know, just say I messed up, smile and nod and say I'll, I'll do better. You know, that if the more you give the more you're likely uh, to put your foot in your mouth or look more silly uh, as time passes, if more new, if new details come out. So, you know, you don't have to apologize for anything specific. Just, you know, I'm sorry, I made mistakes. I'm going to live, I'm going to grow and uh, I'll be better for this. And uh, simple as that. That would be my advice if I was his agent.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. And if you're Drew Locke, you need to be ready, man. I mean, they are saying this was a very close competition, and I believe it. I was there every day out there in training camp. You had some days go to Teddy. You had other days go to Drew. But Drew's going to play this year, folks. He's going to play for the Broncos. No, they don't need to trade him to Indianapolis. No, we don't need to do any of that sort of stuff. Drew Locke has definitely matured not only as a player but as a man. If I'm looking at this in hindsight, 2020, all that fun stuff – I think a more mature Drew Locke this year would not do those things, knowing what we know now. What does not age well? Some of those tweets, especially from QB1's mom uh, last year, too. I see those all over Twitter as well. So we roll on. It is building the Broncos. Tuesday night, 6 p.m. He is Nick Kendall. I am Luke Patterson. We got Scott Kennedy in the back running the ones and twos. Appreciate you so much, Broncos. Be sure to... Get on over to milehighhuddle.com. Chad Jensen Jensen has uh, spit out one of the best articles out there right now regarding Bradley Chubb being detained by police after court issues a warrant for his arrest. You can find that over at milehighhuddle.com. And look at who's weighing in. Our guy Carl, co-host, sitting in Carl's chair right now. Appreciate you so much. Carl said, hey, guys, I wanted to say hi from the Dominican and wish you both well. I miss you all and cannot wait to return soon.
0: Yeah, Carl, um, if we're learning anything today, don't get detained, but def- definitely don't get d- detained <laughs> abroad. So uh, be, be careful out there. We miss you. Um, and uh, yeah, I know you're taking care of some very important business.
1: Congratulations, uh, buddy. So Congratulations. That, yeah. Thoughts and prayers, man. And super pumped for you to come back and announce to the world what you've been working on because uh, we're all really, really proud of you. And yeah. What else are we proud of, Nick? I'm proud of 226 eyes of us on YouTube right now. We got 31 little reactions. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, get those little thumbs up. You can go on over to the huddleuppod.com store, get yourself a building the Broncos hat and MHI hat. Uh, MHI is a show that Nick and I do on Saturday nights every 6 p.m. Mountain. Um, You can go ahead and catch us there. But Garrett weighing in. Good evening, you guys. And we have got it rocking and rolling. So, with no further ado, Without no further ado, Nick, I think it's time to get to our special guest. I think Broncos country has been waiting. We are going to face the Giants, Broncos at Giants East Coast this Sunday, and I cannot
0: wait. Yeah, let's get to it. It's going to be a good time, and uh, we also have a special guest today, and I'm going to let her uh, introduce herself here, Um, but obviously working over here. Um, And thank you so much for joining us today, Patricia. We uh, really appreciate it. Um, Hopefully things in uh, Giants country are not as – Eventful as things in Broncos country have been the last twenty four hours. Um, but how are you doing? Uh, well, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing well. Hope you guys are doing well as uh, likewise.
1: Patricia Trana joining us, senior writer for New York Giants, Maven, and and host of Locked On Giants. Patricia the New York giants and the Denver Broncos square off on Sunday. We're all excited. It's the very first game for each team. And each year it feels like week one is the must win game. And there's some key storylines I think with the Broncos and the giants that are being overlooked right now. One being Pat Shermer. Now, Pat Shermer, there is no shortage of love for Pat Shermer here in Broncos country with some of his stubborn play calling and unwillingness to bend to players. As you look back on Pat Shermer's time as head coach of the New York giants, how would you describe him?
2: Frustrating, uh, stubborn, um, he tried to, I, I guess, make it work here, but a lot of the things he did, I, I just, I would sit there and just shake my head and, and say, "Why?" Like, for example, why would you constantly run Saquon Barkley up the middle when you didn't have an offensive line? Why would you start Daniel Jones after only two games when it was pretty clear he wasn't 100 percent ready to go? Um, I, I just, I have to say, it was frustrating and you know, Shermer is a nice man. Let's get that straight. But as a head coach, I would be stunned if he ever gets a head coaching job again. He just, it didn't work Mm. in Cleveland. It didn't work in New York. Um, You know, the Odell situation also, I think was, was a factor Mm. there that a lot of people don't talk about. And uh, look, he can be a very good offensive coordinator. He showed that in Minnesota and hopefully he shows it for you guys as well. But um, yeah, the, in New York, he, he was a frustrating uh, follow.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a really fair and refreshing answer. And it, it makes me just ask one quick follow-up as well. Uh, looking at the Broncos from a national perspective, last year at times, it was very frustrating for those of us in Broncos country to watch Jerry Judy. Now, we could certainly see the potential, but when you brought up Odell Beckham, Uh, I think there was a tweet out there that Jerry Judy had liked with regards to a really insufficient Pat Shermer offense and some cryptic sort of messages regarding Pat Shermer. And I think sometimes those players ultimately can see things the same way. Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, those two names have always been kind of compared uh, but now you got Teddy Bridgewater. What do the Giants fans think of QB1 and Teddy Bridgewater as the new Denver Broncos quarterback?
2: Well, I think most of us would have liked to have seen Drew Locke as the starting quarterback. Um, because Drew Locke, let's say, face it, you, you pressure him, he's more prone to make mistakes. That said, uh, you got to remember we have Kyle Rudolph on the team and he even though Teddy, I think, was injured uh, for, for the couple of years that Pat was the offensive coordinator out in Minnesota, they they kind of know what to expect, I think. I think Kyle Rudolph has a good idea, an intimate working knowledge of how Pat Shermer thinks, and don't pass that off as a, you know, th- th- don't dismiss that. I think that could be an advantage, but Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's a little bit more experienced than Drew Locke, but uh, you get to him, I think he can be moved off his mark, make mistakes. And that giant defense is pretty good. I would say, I mean, if you thought it was good last year and let's face it, I think it was one of the most surprising developments last year. They've gotten better. And if they have all their guys, which they should this weekend, um it's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah. I think it. what's, really could make or break this game of being a fun game to watch, but also which way it could go is the injuries that are, the giants are dealing with right now with the offensive skill positions. And obviously there's a lot to be made about the quarterback, Daniel Jones, year three, the offensive line, which we'll get to, but uh, Evan Ingram dealing with an injury Broncos have been better against tight ends, but it's still been a question mark. Um, And maybe Patrick Sertan will be an, uh, an answer to that, but Saquon Barkley, that's the big one. I mean, you use the number two overall pick, On running back, that will probably never go away until Gettleman or Saquon are out of the league. Um, But Barkley obviously suffering that injury, working his way back. It does sound like he's going to go. What are you hearing on that front in regards to Saquon Barkley?
2: Well, Joe Judge said that no decision's been made yet. Mm. That said, the Giants do have a fully padded practice scheduled for Wednesday. So Barkley's going to get his share of uh, hits, if you will again in a controlled environment let's let's underscore that because it's not like they're going to bring him down to the ground like he would in a game but um uh, my guess is, is that you're going to see Barkley on Sunday i think he's going to probably be on a pitch count and um you know if i had to take a guess as to how many touches he might get i would say 10 is a very generous number i'd be stunned if he gets more than 10 touches mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a couple dozen you know snaps all together you you know they're not going to go from zero to 100 um for his first game back especially given how how slowly they brought him along so I do think they're going to get him in a game at some point they have to get him in a game they have to take the bubble wrap off of him and um you know even if it's just on a pitch count like I said which is what I think will be the case I think we will see him unless something happens and he has any kind of setback in that Wednesday padded practice. But Joe Judge, again, has said that no decision's been made, although I, I'm pretty sure he, he has an idea which direction he'd like to go if all things you know continue the way they are. That
0: mm. means the Broncos could get a heavy dose of former Denver Bronco, Devontae Booker, this Sunday as well. So uh, we'll see how he does. He actually made the Broncos look not great last year with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but Evan Ingram, what's the latest on him? The Broncos, like I said, trouble with tight ends. Um, if you can isolate one against an Alexander Johnson or a Josie Jewell, uh, it can they can nickel and dime you to death uh, if you're isolating those guys. How's he doing? How's he looking?
2: Evan's dealing with a calf injury. Now, my gut feeling is he doesn't go Sunday, um, which is kind of a shame because he's had a good camp. Hmm. But when he got injured in the preseason finale, he limped off the field. And I was watching him all the way. And he limped off the field sat on the bench with his head in his hands, and when they took him back to the locker room, he didn't even get inside b- before he was declared out, which to me said that that injury was something significant to keep an eye on. Now, Judge did say on uh, Monday, he did say that Evan had treatment over the weekend, was making progress. But, you know, let's be realistic here. You know, you get injured today, you're going to start to feel better the further out you go from an injury. So I kind of take that with a grain of salt. But I would be very surprised if we see Evan Ingram on Sunday. I mean, it would be great, but I think it's going to be Kyle Rudolph. Caden Smith, by the way, the other tight end, is dealing with some kind of injury. We don't know what that is yet. We'll find out on Wednesday. The Giants will almost certainly have to call somebody up, I think, from their practice squad to fill out that debt. Because right now the Giants are razor thin at the tight end
0: spot. So what I'm hearing is a lot of eleven personnel, ten personnel maybe, and uh, having to test that depth of the Broncos cornerback room, which uh, if you if you checked out the depth chart, it looks looks good on paper. We'll see how it works out um here. but, uh, Luke, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. she is Patricia Trina. This is Building the Broncos. You can find her over at GiantsCountry.com. She is the senior writer for New York Giants Maven and host of Locked on Giants. And Patricia, you know as well as I know, uh, fan bases, we love our teams. And sometimes to a fault, sometimes to when it hurts, uh, we're there through the highs, we're there through the lows. But... Uh, Having the pulse on Broncos country right now, I feel like a lot of Broncos fans are overlooking the New York Giants. Now, I find that comical. I find that bizarre, considering that the Denver Broncos haven't won jack squat in five to six years anyways. How are the Giants fans looking at the Broncos for week one? Uh, Do they think this is going to be a challenging game? Is this a team that uh, they feel they could walk all over considering the losing record, the quarterback carousel, the head coaching fiascos? How do the Giants look at the Denver Broncos?
2: Tough. It's a tough game. I mean, look, the Giants, as you guys probably know, their offensive line is a big, big question mark. And if you have Von Miller, who's healthy, and a healthy Bradley Chubb, wow!
1: Oh, he's healthy, <laughs> Patricia. He's just detained. That's that's uh, that's our if problem he here, in Broncos coach. Right, today. but yeah. I'm, I'm saying if he's right, healthy right, sure. and he's
2: detained, I'm sure <laughs> you know I'd be surprised if he if he's not released from from custody by then. But the point being is is you know the Broncos they have upgraded their defensive secondary, um, a very strong defensive secondary. Their safety group is, is probably, I think, the best in the league. And the Giants have a good safety group. So for me to say that, I mean, if, if I had to rank them, I'd say Denver is one and the Giants maybe 1A. Um, but, wow. uh, you know, the Giants also have some injury issues, you know, at the skill position players. Kenny Galladay should be okay, but he's coming off of that hamstring strain. We don't know what we're going to get from Kadarius Toney. Um, you know, for deep threats, Darius Slayton is a deep threat, but he kind of had a so so camp. Uh, Sterling Shepard is more of an intermediate range type of guy. So, you know, and, and then again, with the running back situation, is it going to be Saquon getting a lot of touches or are we going to see Devonta Booker getting a lot of, uh, a touches? So I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but, um, suffice it to say, I don't think anybody is looking at, the Denver Broncos as a pushover. And if they are shame on them, because that's a pretty good football team. Mm.
0: Yeah. And we got a good question coming in here from Andrew Baker saying, uh, how's our running game going to do against the Giants D we're going to rely on that heavily for the most of the season. And this is something that I've been probably my biggest worry for this game is outside of, you know, the unknown of Teddy Bridgewater in general and the quarterback. Um, But the Broncos interior offensive line, it's solid. Uh, They've struggled with Lloyd Cushion very, but the Giants interior, you talked about them being 1A, 1B for the safeties. I think they're either 1 or 1A uh, for the interior defensive line group with that Dexter Lawrence and Leonard williams pairing. And I've got to say, that duo could absolutely dominate this uh, interior for the Broncos and wreck any game plan they want. They are just, they're so impressive.
2: Yeah, they they definitely are. I mean, you know, the big question mark for me, and I, I keep harping on this until I see otherwise, is the Giants list Dalvin Tomlinson, who was very underrated as a run stuffer and just an overall, you know, a, as a penetrator. So now they're going to plug in Austin Johnson, a guy who wasn't bad last year, but you know, I, I just thought that the defensive line as a whole, for the limited snaps they had in the preseason, I thought they had they were kind of quiet. That said, you're right. Dexter Lawrence is probably the most underrated guy on the Giants' defense. Um, a really good run stuffer. Uh, Leonard Williams can stuff the run. He can rush the passer. So he's your complete defensive lineman. So I think that's going to be a good matchup. And I know the Broncos, they have a, a good set of running backs there. I was, I was breaking that down for my listeners on, on my podcast earlier today. So uh, yeah, it's um, you know, it, it's, it's a key matchup, I think. And if that's what Denver is going to rely on, then uh I I'm going to be interested to see who wins that battle. I think that could be an even draw, if not slightly advantage, I'll give to the Giants.
0: Yeah, they may have to try to work those tackles a little bit as well, because the Giants, they have solid edge rushers, but it's uh, not like the pairing of uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams out there with uh, Lorenzo Carter. Um, obviously, freak, but uh, we'll see. Um, go ahead, Luke. Yeah. And
1: speaking of the big men, let's talk a little bit about of uh, one of our big men here in Colorado that you know, Nate Solder. Uh, University of Colorado's own uh, Broncos country has always got a little bit of love for Nate Solder, even though he wore those dang Patriots colors for the longest time and had a heck of a heck of amount of success. What do you know about Nate Solder and, and his position right now with the New York Giants? Is he is taking, uh, very unorthodox route to his twilight of his NFL career. Can you update us on, on Nate Solder's role with the New York Giants here in 2021?
2: Yeah. So originally I think Nate Solder was brought back with the intention of being the swing tackle left tackle, which he played for the majority of his career. And then of course at right tackle, which he played back when he was a rookie in 2011. But, Here's the funny thing with this offensive line, and, and trust me when I say this is a real thorn in the side of, of Giants country and you know Giants fans, the offensive line original right tackle was supposed to be Matt Pear, their second-year uh, player out of UConn. He was the third-round draft pick last year. And the Giants, according to their unofficial depth chart – now, again, unofficial is the key word here uh, – they're going to start Neat Solder at right tackle – And this is kind of interesting because Nate Solder was the starter in the preseason finale, but judge also said that they're going to probably rotate at that position. Now I am not a big fan of rotating offensive linemen. I say, just go with your five and let them gel. Stop with the, you know, shuffling guys in and out. But you also have to remember, you know, judge is familiar with uh, Nate Solder from having worked with him up in new England. So there's something to be said about a coach who brings in his guys and that's not to say that, you know, Matt Perrick is, is, you know, on the way out or anything like that. But I think there's maybe more of a comfort level with how Nate Solder prepares, how he approaches the game, and what he has shown so far. So that's why I think we're going to see at least, at the very least, a rotation at that right tackle spot with Nate Solder leading the way, probably taking the majority of the snaps.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. That's all, a lot of good insight there. Um, before we get you on out of here, though, I do got to ask, what is your prediction for the game on Sunday? Obviously both these teams are maybe not must win, but it feels like a must win. It's definitely a must win for Vic Fangio. Who's like won like one game in his career in September. Has he even won a game in September? September? Never, I don't even, never, never. Ugh. No, God, it's so Vic
1: Vic's still over there singing, wake me up when September ends by green Ooh, day. It's <laughs> it, yeah. That's a, that's a rough <laughs> drop there, but no, yeah. Give it to a straight Patricia. You always do. Now I know that you got some love for, for your guys, the G men, but uh. You're also a, a diehard professional. You've been doing mm-hmm. this for a considerable amount of time. You are solidified, respected, considered one of the best in this game. Give it to me straight: Giants, Broncos, prediction time.
2: Wow, I hate making predictions because I'm never, never right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> back in the day, I used to have my dog make the predictions for me, and see she, if she was wrong. She, I didn't have to do? take the volume.
1: Did she do better? She did
2: pretty well back okay. in the day. I mean, it, right. it was a neat little. I give her a cookie and I say left <laughs> cookie or right cookie, and I attach a team name to it, and she would pick the cookie that she wanted, and okay. that's what I went with. And I'd say, okay, if I, if I got it wrong, it's because the dog picked the wrong cookie. But um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. You, you know, I I think this is going to be a slugfest. I don't think this is going to be one of the a boring game. I have concerns about the giant offensive line. I have concerns about the Giants' offense and how solidified that group is. A lot of guys that I think we're going to see play, specifically at the skill position uh, positions, um, they haven't worked with Jones. So I I don't know how cohesive that unit is going to be. The Denver defense is pretty good. Um, Hopefully. hopefully, All right, for you, hopefully. (laughs) Um, So I'm not going to lie. I – I think I'm going to go with Denver on this one because I don't have a warm and fuzzy feeling just yet about the Giants offense. I think they still need to solidify, you know, Daniel Jones, even though he's been working extra time with, with, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph to get up to speed with them. They missed a lot of time and there's something to be said about that. You just don't walk onto the field you know, there's a reason why you practice. You just don't walk onto the field after a guy's missed basically the entire six weeks of training camp or whatever it is and expect him to be like in mid-season form. So I think if that Broncos defense can get to Daniel Jones, can stuff that run, um, they can get the upper hand. Now, I also think that it's not going to be a high scoring game because the Giants defense, I think, will – I think we'll have some success against that Broncos offensive line, and you know, rattling Teddy Bridgewater and all that stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a close one, and I think the Broncos just might act this one out.
1: Mm, absolutely love it. She is Patricia Trena graciously taking time out of her evening to joining to join building the Broncos here with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Patricia, we appreciate you so much, guys. Be sure to find Patricia and all of her work, her team's hard work over at GiantsCountry.com. She's the senior writer for New York Giants Maven and host of Locked on Giants. Patricia, Thank God football is back. Have a great time on Sunday and hopefully we can connect later this season.
2: Thanks so much
0: guys. It was a pleasure. Let's meet All in the right. Super Bowl. How's that sound? Thanks you, that's Patricia. <laughs> <what's> <laughs> hey, <what's> the, <laughs> hey, it just
2: happened before, right? Hey, yeah, not that's... at
1: that stadium though cuz we are haunted there. <laughs> and I you know, I didn't I'm I always tell Nick I'm just kind of stitious, you know, with the Broncos, the East Coast thing, that stadium, it's still there for me a little bit. So, uh hopefully next time it's here in
0: Denver and I'm feeling a little bit more confident.
2: Whatever. We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Patricia. We'll see you. Right, guys. And, uh, good Take luck care. on Sunday. All right. Well, that was awesome, man. Uh, so insightful. Um, obviously, uh, man, it's- Chad and Scott could not speak highly enough about her. And I see why um, Patricia brought a lot of insight here. So we're really appreciative of her coming on here and make sure you guys check out her work as well. She'll be covering the game this Sunday. Um, so let's get to a couple of these uh, super chats that came in while Patricia was dropping some knowledge in here for us. So we got Aaron Lynch, who is always so consistent and supportive to our shows in here coming to the $10 super. Thank you so much, Aaron. I was actually panicking there for a second because I scrolled up and I was like, Oh, it's gone. Um, but our guy, Scott got it in the background. So thank you, Scott. And thank you, Aaron. Uh, Traffic violations, question mark, exclamation point. Hopefully I captured that for you. Uh, We're not dealing with Ray Rice or Tyree Kill. My fandom has its limits, but Chubb's issues doesn't test them. This will be a close to a non-issue. He needs to slash will sort himself out. I agree. It's just like, for me, I have a lot of hope and high belief in Bradley Chubb. Not only just the football player, but the person. And one of these is kind of like, come on, man. Like You're hoping that he can set the tone and whatnot. Is it a non-issue? I wouldn't say it's a non-issue, but it's like, Better, it's it's such a simple thing, um, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I co- totally agree with you, Lynch. But it's it's just like I, I'm slightly disappointed. Like we don't need this right now. This team does not need the distraction. They got to go in and win this game. Um, but um, somebody mentioned in the comments, Broncos win this game. This will be way in the rearview mirror, and we'll be moving forward.
1: Not only that, Nick, but it, it, thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate the support. Uh, I agree. I'm I'm frustrated with you, but not only if they win the game, but if Bradley Chubb goes out there and gets one sack, gets one monster hit that's it. That's over later. It's old news. And, you know, I debated how I wanted to attack this tonight, Nick, because I have a fan in me. I do. And I've got to put that aside at times. And the fan in me is screaming, you know, what the hell? This is just absolute BS. You're a grown man. Take care of your stuff. I have to. Why can't you? Um, But on the other hand, You look at things in the NFL, and the NFL is not the same world that you and I operate in, Nick. We operate around the NFL, and we love the NFL, but make no bones about it, folks. The NFL is about winning, and if Bradley Chubb can be able to be out there on that field, um, the NFL is not sanctioning him, the team's not punishing him him or anything like that, I I expect he's going to start. Now, that's just speculation, but we will have to see where it goes. And speaking of where it goes, Naj is always supporting us, and he is always taking us to the promised land, allowing us to do what we do. We really appreciate you. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you and your family had an awesome Labor Day weekend. Naj, it's been a minute. Uh, Great segment, brothers. Shouldn't Shermer have a fairly deep knowledge of the Giant players? And I would think that he would want to exploit that. I hope. Got to believe he's going to be extra- amped considering they canned him thoughts absolutely love it Naj um Nick what do you make of Naj's question it's a revenge game for Pat Shermer does he have some intel on the Giants that the Broncos can use and should he have a little oomph for this game
0: he definitely should have some oomph for this game um this team did can him and I'm sure he would love to stick it to them now I hope he doesn't uh outsmart himself right like oh we're gonna come out here and be somebody who we're not you know (laughs) throwing the ball all over the place like no you you have this team is built to run you have a good defense don't overthink it you know just just punch him in the mouth repeatedly that's the way to do it um but uh, as far as having an inside knowledge with this team um there's a lot of roster turnover in nfl every single year so i'm not going to put too much on the overall roster schemes have changed players have changed i do think though that maybe the one guy he might have some specific knowledge in is daniel jones obviously put a lot of work um in the process of selecting daniel jones worked with him intimately for a year uh daniel jones actually looked better under pat. i know we kind of give him a hard time pat trimmer a hard time but he looked much better under pat mm-hmm. trimmer um than he did uh last season um so he probably knows daniel jones pretty well still two years removed daniel jones has probably grown and changed and evolved as a player and a person and whatever but um, he should have some ideas of like what's concerns him. What coverages does he have a bad idea with? And we know that Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer are pretty close. Obviously they have a very good uh, professional relationship, but it also sounds like they're pretty close. So I'm sure if there's any inside knowledge that would actually have some meaningful value, it's what Daniel Jones struggles with, what makes him tick and the best way to exploit him, to make him to make mistakes and feel uh, uncomfortable on Sunday.
1: Well, Coach Fangio has been doing, speaking of comfort, Coach Fangio is making his players more comfortable this year. At least it appears that way. Now, that could be either through circumstances, CBA, what have you. Those those theories and opinions, there is certainly room for that at the table of discussion. But uh, I would also say this, keep an eye on Vic Fangio wanting to go for it on fourth down maybe in this game, wanting to give a little extra nod to Pat Shermer. Uh, he's starting to do little weird things like that, and I don't know if it's he's finally – Bending as opposed to breaking all the time and starting to get a little bit more flexible. Only time will tell. But your time is precious. You're joining Nick and Luke here on Building the Broncos every 6 p.m. Mountain Time. There's a show every night, Monday through what Sunday? <laughs> if I could say twenty four seven, I would. Uh, we got shows rocking on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those consist of Huddle Up, Building the Broncos, Dove Valley Deep Divers, and the Mile High Insiders. Those Huddle Up boys—they're always floating around. You know them, you love them. And speaking of love, James Richard in the house. Appreciate you so much with a five dollars super chat. New York ends up relying on Saquon Barkley. Um, nine points if he doesn't get in. Seventeen points if he does. Either way. Denver defense gets two turnovers in one score, 34-17, to but don't get too hyped. I absolutely love it, James. James is coming in here. James was listening to Patricia say, look, man, they're going to try to give this to Saquon and let me eat otherwise Daniel Jones he's going to get sacked up. What do you think of that? I really really like the turnover. Uh Justin Simmons was talking about turnovers over the weekend and how the Broncos defense needs them. What do you think of some of that optimism right now against the Bron- against the Giants rather?
0: Uh well first off I need to give you a hard time. We also have Broncos for breakfast every Tuesday and Thursday morning as well. So when you're listening to shows, don't forget. I always butcher the title. The I
1: always, I always butcher the title of that one.
0: And I do see you wearing your MHI hat. So
1: don't think I'm yeah. not tuning in. Cause I see you guys and Scott's got that beautiful background. I always see it always makes it look like he's sitting right in the stadium. Uh, and he's laughing right now and bright red and embarrassed, but no, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Breakfast Broncos for breakfast. Am I am nailed I, it? Finally, there we go. Okay. I, yeah. I just got done saying Albert Okwebunam. Right. So, I will get, we'll it get it next year, Scott. Many, many apologies, but
0: nice nah, we... to razza.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, talking about Barkley, it is, I guess, concerning uh, to hear that he's not playing from a just a holistic sense because I am a fan of Barkley. Uh, when he's healthy, it's a better product, and the league is better for it. Um, but the fact that he's going to be on a pitch count, I mean, gosh, you talk about, especially with Vic Fangio and his defense is so much about like you know we're going to bend a. L- you said. Fangio is beginning to bend a little bit and not break. Well, he's definitely talking about bend, don't break. Um, that's a big one for him as well uh, in defensive scheme. And we know Saquon Barkley, he is a home run hitter with the ball in his hands. Devontae Booker, not so much. So if Barkley's limited, as long as those big, those carries don't turn into like one 80 yard gallop, um, I feel pretty good about him not playing <laughs> and uh, the Broncos chances of that uh, defensively. And I just got done. I don't know if you, maybe you watched them uh, because I'm such a big fan or caught them, but the Iowa Hawkeyes had a big matchup this week, beat up on Indiana, just absolutely whipped them 34 to six. And they didn't ask the quarterback to reinvent the wheel. He missed many throws out there. He's slow in his process. You know, not the best quarterback out there, Um, but Rocco's whipped them because their defense had some turnovers early and they ran the ball and the quarterback, all he had to do was drive the bus and not hit any, not hit any potholes, right? That simple. And that's probably what you need from this Broncos team this game. Uh, The Giants do have some weapons, but as long as Teddy can just steer the ship, play simple defense, let the defense take over um, and lean into the run game. They don't have to be explosive. They just need to be efficient. um, That should be enough to win this game. I really do believe that
1: this game should be set up for Javante Williams to ball out of control coming off of the bench for Melvin Gordon. I expect Melvin Gordon to have some success as well. He had a very good training camp. Can't say uh, enough good things about Melvin Gordon and I traditionally never say good things about Melvin Gordon. Uh, So I think the running game needs to happen. It needs to be the staple of this offense and how do you make it the staple of the offense? You come out and you start dominating in week one and you keep on rolling. That's what you've got this in this offensive line. I believe now is it always going to be pretty? No you heard Patricia talk about the interior your defensive line for new york they're nasty and those cats yeah, yeah. up there that those young bucks and dalton Reisner, lloyd cushionberry they're going to have their hands full Graham Glasgow, it's time to put up, man. You're, you know, I appreciate you coming on Mile High Huddle. Appreciate your support and everything. But look, dude, it's time to go because you're getting paid significant money at that right guard position. It's time to let it rip. And speaking of letting it rip, Chase Wellner, letting it rip. Good to see you, Chase. Hope you're doing well. Go Broncos. Considering the Broncos struggle at special teams, is there someone who stands out as a returner in New York? Chase, I absolutely love this because Chase has a, a very astute eye for the nfl transactions are always happening players are always getting snagged whether that be from the practice squad or other active squads and releases trades what have you uh nick do you see any skill positions or uh defenders maybe depth wise that could help the Broncos' special teams unit that is just absolutely uh struggling fluttering whatever you want to say
0: At this point, they probably have what they have. But uh, answering the question about someone who stands out as a returner, uh, they do have some talent, um, physical talent at the position, athletic talent at the position for the returners. I believe it's going to be Jabril Peppers, uh, the do-everything safety, defensive back, linebacker, kick returner, running back, wildcat quarterback that Michigan had that was uh, way overhyped because Michigan's uh, blue blood and they just can't seem to – uh, get out of Ohio state's shadow these days, but the drill peppers is a returner. He can make some big things happen. Maybe he's not the most explosive return in the league, but he's a fun player and he's also a, a starting safety. So that's pretty fun to see a, a starting uh, 22 as a returner as well. They Where was he door-
1: drafted? Nick, was he drafted in Cleveland or cause Cleveland, I thought he was, he traded okay. Yep. They dealt him to the giants. Yep. So okay. he's kind
0: of a box safety. They have another box safety in uh, Xavier McKinney, who was a very early second round pick. And uh, they also have a uh, Logan Ryan, Um, So very interesting safeties there. They also made a trade talking about trading for defensive backs, Adoree Jackson. He's another one of their returner options, who is one of the faster players in the NFL when he's healthy. Um, So those are some interesting names to look out for. Uh, Really, you hope, and this kind of stinks to say, but um, you hope that the specialists for the Broncos themselves, the guys kicking the ball, Brandon McManus and Sam Martin, can even limit the opportunities to have the coverage units exposed right? If those guys in you, maybe you're going to be giving up a little bit in terms of punting, you know, playing it safer, kicking one higher instead of farther out. So your teams can cover it. And the guy's forced to special or uh, for, forced to fair catch. Um, but I personally would rather do that and play safe with this team. Cause I'm not afraid of the giants offense. Um, then, you know, out kicking your coverage, literally
1: out kicking your coverage. That's uh, that's something you're Man, that's just something in life, right? We got to deal with out kicking your coverage. Absolutely love it, man. Now, news of the day Bradley Chubb was detained uh for all kinds of mess of stuff court issued warrants speeding tickets license plates uh that have been expired just a mess the optics are absolutely horrible they've come at uh an awful time really week one you're trying to get your team absolutely focused and lasered in i will say this in the limited amount of interaction that i've had with bradley chubb he's always been nothing but respectful stand-up guy um always took Time out of his day, very polite. Um, I continue to hear he's very embarrassed about this, as he should be. But in no way, shape, or form do I think that he should be lumped in with a Tyree kill. I want to push back on that a little bit, uh, with those comments. I see, I see where you're going there. I do. A crime is a crime, but not all crimes are the same. So in no way, shape, or form will I ever uh ever utter again bradley chubb and tyree kill because the two are not the same and i feel very confident in saying that but we're in our last segment of the show and let's get to steve costa real quick with a five dollar super appreciate you so much steve uh steve saying great show guys do you guys see ps2 having a champ bailey like rookie season yes or no
0: I'll be honest with you. I do not remember what champ looked like um, his first season with uh Washington football team because I was pretty young at that point. I'm, I'm going to call it. As a, just,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's, we like, had our, we had our nerf footballs our, our little footsie pajamas. Um, I think that's a really good question. And I want to at least start to answer it because champ Bailey's comparing himself to you know a Pat tan to a young champ yeah. bailey i think Pat Tan's going to get a turnover within the first three games i absolutely yeah. do whether that be a forced fumble or an interception so if we're talking about maybe projections with turnovers as a rookie sure i think Pat tan could definitely get daniel jones in this game now just because Pat tan is not listed as one of the starting corners that does not mean he will not be playing uh daniel jones he yeah. could definitely get picked by Pat tan
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, just because he's a Bronco, a lot of people are like, oh, Patrick Sertan, he's going to be the next Champ Bailey, whatever. I think that Champ was a level or degrees of freedom, better athlete than Sertan is. Not that Sertan is a bad athlete, but Champ was like the, one of the freakiest cornerbacks we've seen in the last, or just let's say athletes that we've seen in the last 25 years. Um, but if you're looking for a guy with size, uh, intelligence, uh, instincts, and a high draft, pro, draft profile, somebody who's seen almost as a can't miss, why not Charles Woodson? I know that he was kind of the other uh, guy that you talked about in that era as being one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Woodson wore many hats. Um, he played boundary corner, did some slot. Oh, Scott's shaking his head back here. Yeah, I know it's really hard to say, uh, talk about stuff, but I see um, versatility with Sir Tan being able to do some stuff. Scott, we're gonna have to talk about this on Thursday. Does Scott, not like
1: Pastor Tan. What's the deal?
0: Oh, Scott loves Patrick Sertan. He's a big fan, okay. but he's All probably right. shaking his head at uh, calling anybody Charles Woodson, just like he would have called anybody. Uh-huh. He's, uh, a Charles, he's a Charles
1: well. Woodson guy. And with good reason, man, I just watched the Charles Woodson A football life just recently. And it was like, yeah. whoa, dude, like you forget some things, man. And then you watch and you're like, man, is that a player I should have appreciated a little bit more? In his time, because you think, oh, he'll always be around, right? Champ will always yeah. be around. And it still bothers me, guys. It still bothers me. Champ doesn't have a ring. I mean, yeah. Champ should have had one. And yeah. Pro Football Hall of Fame, that's great. But man, Champ deserved one.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that just kind of shows uh, if you don't have the quarterback, you know, you can have a good career. But, I mean, we've seen with Von Miller these last few years, right? I mean, this hasn't, yeah. he hasn't amounted to much, even though Von's still been pretty darn good uh, the last five years. Um, So we'll see uh, what happens there. But uh, we want to keep getting to some of these super chats because we don't got uh, very much time left for some of these comments in here. Um, Travis coming in. Uh, thank you very much, Travis, asking about the Iowa Hawkeye. Noah Fant, um, everyone drink. Uh, how is Noah Fant doing? Is he hurt or full go on Sunday? Uh, he has not practiced since... Uh, before the Seattle game, the Seahawks game, it does sound like he's going to be full go, uh, which is great for this team, but I do think the Broncos are going to have him somewhat on a pitch count, and I will say, I think Noah Fant is a special talent on this team, and the team's better when they have him, but I am shockingly, considering where I was, I'm shockingly more confident in the tight ends behind him, in Eric Saubert, in Alberto uh given what we've seen in preseason. If Fant's on a pitch count, I'm not super worried. Now, if we were playing the Chiefs, and you had to have all systems go to play a catch-up game, then I'd be like, okay, well, fant's got to get out there, otherwise, we're gonna be in trouble. Don't think you're gonna have to play catch up with the Giants. So uh you can be a little bit more conservative with Fant.
1: I would actually be okay with Fant not playing, if I'm being completely wow. honest. Because yeah. that man played on one leg last year for like the whole season and still put out uh dude, if you need a week, all right. Like I need I need Noah Fant to work out. I need this guy this year to be his coming out party, if you will, because I think he could be one of the best tight ends in all of football. That's right. Not just the division, which already has two of the best in football, but the rest of the NFL as well. Um, I'd be okay with Noah not playing. I think he will play. Like you said, it will be on a pitch count. James Palmer did note that FAMP participated In individual drills yesterday, just like you said, Nick. And that was the first time since before the Broncos preseason game against the Seahawks on August 21st. So, to your point, they will monitor Noah Fant. They want him on that pitch count. They want him playing football because, as you know, Nick, there's football shape and then there's Abercrombie model shape, and uh, neither of which I'm in, by the way. But it's just one of those things you got to be out there. You got to be with your team. You got to be riding. Noah Fant should be able to strap it up.
0: Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, But again, I don't think they're going to you need everybody because this is a must win game. But just how the game flow goes, it's not going to be the worst in the world if you're a little bit conservative with Fant. You know, I just don't think it's going to be a have to catch up or have to keep up with the opposing offense kind of game. So uh before we start to wrap up here guys, and we'll save some time to answer some more questions as they come up, but I do want to yep. also uh, remind everyone that tomorrow night on huddle up with Chad and Zach, they are going to announce the winner from August's uh, giveaway where everybody who put in stars on Facebook is going to get one star, one raffle ticket, and they're going to raffle that live uh, for somebody to win a brand spanking new Von Miller Jersey, as well as a little something, something on the side. Uh, they're also tomorrow night. So make sure you tune in for that. Cause if you want to live in that moment, you know, if you win, you want to be able to sit there and uh, revel in that, but also they're going to announce what September's contest is. And they also good news for you folks over on YouTube. It's not only going to be Facebook superstars that come in. It's also going to be the super chats and super stickers. So get those guys in and you're going to have a chance to win a giveaway from the Denver Broncos and uh, Denver Broncos related and uh, from mile high huddle. Got me all tongue tied here. Um, You're but, just excited uh,
1: about no, Nick. You can't, Nick can't participate. We are not allowed to participate in the Von Miller jersey. He's all fluttered because Von Miller, team captain, right? There's another one of Vic Fangio's things. He's Von Miller, team captain. Now this is my, this isn't a captain jersey, but know that you would be getting Super Bowl 50 MVP Von Miller jersey. Five eight, man. That's 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 something. That's not just a Trevor Simeon 13. I'm gonna change the name on it. Uh, jersey, this is a big deal, folks. Be sure to get in. Give those little superstars as a sign of your support, and also as a one raffle ticket with your chance to win a Broncos Von Miller jersey.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I am jealous. I did, maybe I should get a jersey of somebody this year because uh, I don't typically get players' jerseys who are active on the team. Okay. but uh, back in. 2015, I asked for a white Von Miller jersey, and um, that's what the Broncos—that's what he was wearing when he won Super Bowl MVP. So I've been waiting to hold those powers. You know, not, not picking up a Drew Loc- or a Drew Lock or a Paxton Lynch jersey, but that Patrick S- Patrick Sertan number two is looking mighty fine. Mm, I gotta mm. say, oh man, it's just such a good looking jersey. Um, so uh, we got James coming back in here with the the Predator face. I think uh, give me nightmares there. $2 Love super. that movie. Um, New York is going to get obliterated passing the ball. Um, you hope that the Broncos we talked about earlier, Broncos get a lead early and make New York abandon the run game and have to not only go to the the pass game, but go to those like five step drops, uh, shotguns, you know, getting those weapons out there, especially with their tight ends being dinged up like they are look out, man. I I don't, I'm not, I don't want Daniel Jones. If his jersey comes out of this game clean, we have issues. I mean, you might as well just get rid of Fangio at that point, right? That's that's, you have to get after the quarterback in this game. You have to make sure. Dirt.
1: Yeah, and I saw a comment in here, you know, Vic Fangio doesn't like to blitz. Uh, Vic's going to have to come with it, man, and the Broncos defensive line is nothing to scoff at either. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm ready to see Shelby Harris get some sacks. Batted balls are great, and that's fun and all that kind of stuff, but I want some sacks. I want Mike Purcell to get back in there. Yeah. Draymond Jones, show me something. Uh, let's see it. You know, you got McTelvin Najim, my guy, I think he's going to take a step this year, but you got to earn that. You got to continue to earn it yeah. because right now you're still, you're not at the kiddie table anymore. You're in between tables right now, standing up, looking for a place to to eat. If you're McTelvin Najim, And uh, if you get that opportunity to go after Daniel Jones, do it. Von Miller, man. So that should be Von Miller on, on Nate Solder. Is that what I'm hearing? Would he be starting right tackle for the giants? yeah that's, that's, gonna that's gonna be what look like that's gonna be rough for Nate and I love Nate. Uh, went to school with my wife as well and you know it's just one of those things where <sighs> Vaughn's got Nate's number. Vaughn should know what Nate's going to do. However, Nate should know what Vaughn's going to do, but I'll take a flexible Gumby over uh, you know, a offensive lineman. That's just a little long in the tooth. Bradley Chubb, what is going to come out over this detainment and, uh, this, this warrant, this minor warrant, if you will. Um, that's that's remains to be seen but if you're Teddy bridgewater aren't you feeling a little good for once this week uh your name isn't being drugged through the mud quite yet you're kind of just playing second fiddle to the rest of your team um talking to pa- Patricia Trina a little bit sh- she's making me feel good Nick when she's saying that uh the Broncos are no joke and the Giants fans and the Giants are looking at them as a very tough team it makes me feel good man it makes me feel hopeful
0: I'm just feeling good with football here you know, it's going to be good. We're going to have real live results to talk about. Thursday, and a breakdown. Thursday it's happening. night, baby. It's we're going to so do it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really excited for this game. And obviously the Broncos getting after it. Uh, you guys make sure you don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow night and we're going to be back Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after the game as well. So make sure you guys are tuning in. Uh, that's going to do it for us today, though. We got to get going. Uh, you guys can follow Luke. On Twitter, at Luke Patterson LP, and myself, at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you follow Scott at Scout Kennedy. Want to give a shout-out also um, for everybody that contributed today to the show. We got Naj Altov, Aaron Lynch, James Richard, Chase Wellner, Steve Costa, Andrew Baker, Travis Tarbox, Travis Weber, and Andrew Morrow. Thank you guys so much for contributing getting those stars in uh, and Super Chats in for your chance to win whatever they're going to announce tomorrow uh, for the next raffle. Also want to give a big shout out to Michelle Trena for joining us today. Uh, Man, so much insight. Um, Yep. Patricia absolutely just killed it. Um, I thought she was amazing. And I might have to steal her, uh, her trick where she uh, is using the dog to, uh, you know, maybe for the QB next year. Hey,
1: you know what? And the whole time she was doing that, I was thinking of our, one of our guys here. I can't remember him in Denver. Uh, with the seal there's a Nick there's Nick the seal or Nick oh, the sea lion definitely. or something out there. Yeah, and they, I'll they plan. do one. Yeah. They do one of the little balls, right. Where it's like oh, the Bronco ball and the chief's ball. And you know, it's Nick's pick or something like that too, man. Right? I'll have to tag you in that when I see it, but no, I appreciate it, man. Building the Broncos. It's been awesome being here, man. I'm hoping to get on a few more shows with you guys as Carl will return in the near future. But I see some folks asking for our official prediction, our official prediction will be announced this weekend, folks, at milehighhuddle.com. I hate to do it. Everyone loves a tease, but it's what we do. It's football. This time of year, uh, Chad always puts together uh, a whole unique collection of what we think the game is going to look like. Each writer, each podcast host gets a little paragraph. Always really cool to see um, who ends up with the most wins and losses. Chad Keeps those going for a kind of pick them, if you will, throughout the year. So stay tuned. The huddle up boys will be back tomorrow. He's Nick. I'm Luke. Go Broncos.
0: Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at MileHighHuddle.com to keep the conversation going.